Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all drinking ages. Uh, it's Oktoberfest time. I've been talking a lot about Oktoberfest already because I'm so obsessed with the style, but we're going all out. <laughs> We've got what eight eight different Oktoberfest beers that we're going to try. Um, it was supposed to be more. We actually had this really crazy, stupid idea of a show planned, and then um, my other buddy that was supposed to be on the show somehow got pneumonia in the middle of summer. I don't know how that's possible, but the poor guy is... Uh, um, pneumoniafied so he couldn't make it and so half of the Oktoberfests also couldn't make it so I've been rushing around the last two days filling in some of the gaps and trying to get um, and I'm going to put this in quotes all of the best Oktoberfests around town um, so if you're one of those places that makes an Oktoberfest that we don't have tonight it's not for any actual reason it's just because it's been so hectic but these are the big hitters and I, I tried to kind of stick mostly to uh, Martzen's I, there's a couple there's one that I think is recognized as a fest beer, and then a couple that I think might kind of fall a little bit into that category. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about all of that, but uh, Craft Beer Joe, hey. <laughs> welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks. Um, you are the first person that gets to uh, to see the new table. We're going to break it in tonight. It's going to get some some beer rings on it because it's <laughs> just a slab of plywood right now. But um, the studio is coming along, and hopefully that means some other fun ideas for shows. Um, I have started doing the weekly pint from down here, which anybody who um, supports me on uh, on Patreon, you get the the recorded episodes kind of whenever you want. If not, you can find it live on Patreon sometime during the week. It's a random night every time because of <laughs> my hectic life. But, that is life. Um, we need to uh, just dive into this. I don't um, – got to hit the – got it definitely needs to be closer. I can't stretch that far to hit the button every time. Um I don't know what format we're going to go with this. I don't know if we should do like a bracket and try to figure out what the best one is. Um, these are kind of like half blind and half not. Some of them are very, very obvious who they are. They have, <laughs> there's, Logos. Um, yeah, there's a, a logo. Well, this one is not, this one's not actually that beer. Um, but um, there's a couple that are in crowlers with the, the, the brewery slapped really big on the front. So some of them are blind, some of them are not, but um, I don't know that that really matters that much. No, no, I think we'll dive in and we'll, see what we can learn about the style, how they're different. And I'd say minimally, maybe we pick out our favorites at the, at the end. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good idea. There's, it's hard with eight different beers because, you know, there's some that you really want to try next to each other. And uh, I don't know, let's just dive in and start drinking yeah, some stuff. Let's do it. Um, what do you know about Oktoberfest as a style? Let's start there. Yeah, so Oktoberfest as a style, I think what I expect and what I want is a rich, malty beer that isn't overly heavy. It isn't overly boozy or high in alcohol, typically, because uh, the idea is you're going to be out in the sun at an event and drinking for a number of hours. Um, the type of beer that you would want to see served in half liter or liter glasses and if you're drinking that much it better be something that doesn't fill you up too much because you still want to eat your your sauerkraut and your, your bratwurst <laughs> your along the way too so um, it's uh i think that's a good description the um the, let's just read so there are there's two styles within Oktoberfest, and i kind of mm -hmm. hinted at it earlier there's um the martzens and then the fest beer um 
Martzen is what you, I think, traditionally probably recognize as Oktoberfest in the United States. It was the official beer of Oktoberfest for literally centuries before mm-hmm. Fest beer took over. And um, it's it's a little heavier, a little darker, a little higher in alcohol. Then the Fest beers are a little bit lighter, a little easier to drink. And um, they kind of they started brewing them back in the 70s, I think, uh, Polliner. Yeah, I think Paul uh, was first. the first one back in the 70s. And then um, in like 1990-ish or something, it took over as the official style of Oktoberfest. So when you go to Oktoberfest and get your, your beer, you're probably drinking a fest beer. It's Correct. something that's a little yeah. lighter, a little easier to drink, um, which is this first one when it pours out looks like a fest beer to me. This is, um, should we say who it is? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we it, know, we it's know. obvious to yeah. us who it is. This is this is Saunders. This is the the newest one around town. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. There's Cellar Dweller has a new one out too, and um, Sixteen Lots, which we have over here somewhere, um, is a, a tweaked uh, version of what they did last year. And from talking to them the other night, they swear that this is going to be a medal winning GABF. Martzen, so okay, <laughs> we will we will be the judge of that. Um, mm. Let's just dive into this first one, Sonder. I I had this at Hops in the Hangar, and um, it was sitting out in the sun after a long day, and uh, it fit perfect. It had all of the, uh, uh, the 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 character that I want from a Martzen, but it still went down nice and easy, like I want from a Fest beer. And the color is really nice, but it's it's lighter than what I would think like a Markson would look like, but it's right in that fest beer color range. You know, that, that copper color, yeah, maybe a slightly lighter than a copper. It's definitely, it's so the, um, the style guidelines, which I'll read here in just a second after I pull up untapped so I can see the stats on this one. Although it's probably written on the can, isn't it? It is. Oh, there we go. 5.75%, um, ABV, which is, I think a big kind of, guide to where it falls as far as Fespier Marzen goes. Yeah, it's um, probably slightly higher than Fespier, but not by much. I mean, that's that's a relatively low ABV. The, the official guidelines for Marzen are 5.8 to 6.3% versus um, Fespier, which is, I just lost my place here. Uh, Fespier styles, clickety-click. Fest beer is, <laughs> I wrote it down the same, 5.8 to 6.3. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> so less than that. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, you know, I don't know if they overlap at all because they may overlap slightly. They might a little bit. But but I tend to, th- to look at Fest beer is, you know, 5% and lower. Right. You know, it's going to be that really lower ABV because the idea is, yeah, how, it's, how it's, many hours can you drink this? I, and I, I don't want to call it like a light Oktoberfest, but that's kind of what it is. It's something that's lighter you know it's mm-hmm. uh the um in the the style guideline it gives you um that it can be deep yellow to uh deep gold color which this is definitely darker than that it's it's definitely taking on that kind of amber mm-hmm. rusty kind of color yeah. i haven't tried it yet and the clarity on it is amazing i you know sonder is a new brewery for cincinnati they're still new but there's nothing really new <laughs> about them as far as their experience the people they're brewing, uh, the clarity on this is amazing. They just snatched up uh, Ben Ramsey too from March first, um, which I think is fairly new news. Um, and he's been obviously at March first brewing up a whole bunch of loggers and a whole yeah. bunch of things that are going to fit um, 
in. He, he will fit in very well at Sonder for some of that side of things that they like to do. Yes. And I know that uh, they're pretty excited about getting him on board. It'll be fun to see what yeah, exactly that means. This is really good. You get all that, the, the malt that you want. There's uh, just enough of like some more, the, the German hops that come through, they're not really bitter, but they're there. They hold it together and it, and then it's not sweet at all, but some of the, the Martzins come in very sweet. So the Martzen style guidelines, the overall impression, this is from the BJCP, which I don't know how closely I think that that's important, but um, it says an elegant, malty German amber lager with a clean, rich, toasty, and bready malt flavor, restrained bitterness, and a dry finish that encourages another drink. This definitely encourages another drink. The overall malt impression is soft, elegant, and complex with a rich aftertaste that is never cloying or heavy. Um, as far as flavor, it says initial malt flavor often suggests sweetness, but the finish is moderately dry to dry. Distinctive and complex maltiness often includes a bready, toasty aspect. Hot bitterness is moderate, and the hop flavor is low to none. Um, German types, uh, if you do have some hop flavor, it's complex, floral, herbal, or spicy from the German hops, which this definitely has some of that that hop kind of character to it, which, yeah. again, to me, leans more towards the fest beer side. It, it really does sit... Um, right in, right in that middle, which it's yes. just, it's, it's brilliantly done. There's, you know, there's, it's hard to, uh, to take a style like Oktoberfest or like Bach or one of those things that's around for such a short period in Cincinnati and create something that stands out when everybody else is doing it. <laughs> yes. You know, like everybody yes. does it all at the same time. The market gets completely flooded with them and, you know, it's good for those of us like me that just love the style. But, um, I imagine for a brewery, it makes it very hard to, to sell and you know mm -hmm. I, I think that's probably yeah it, it's always funny because Oktoberfest and I think you feel the same way about Bach everyone always complains if they come out a little early like oh it's too early for Oktoberfest right. I could drink Oktoberfest year round oh, Fest beer or Martin I, I just think it's a great style when I just want a simple beer and I say simple as far as like I don't have to overly I don't, I'm not thinking about it when I'm drinking and I'm just really enjoying the beer this is the type of style that I like so I mean, I want, I want breweries to make it year round. It's also like, you know, this time of year, especially, you know, today is one of those random weird days where I don't think it hit 80 degrees today. Like it was, yeah. it was chilly kind mm -hmm. of, you know, this beer fits into those days. You can sit yes. outside and it's kind of got that, that, that malt, but then, you know, and I don't know if the temperature is supposed to hit this weekend, but it's Germany's Oktoberfest this weekend. It's notoriously hot every time they do that. <laughs> hot and, or rainy. Yeah. And so like you're going to be outside sweating. And this beer kind of fits into that situation also. And that's what I like about Oktoberfest yeah. is that it just fits into both of those sides of what the weather does this time of year. Yeah. And I don't know what the rest of the world or the rest of the U.S. does around Oktoberfest. I know Cincinnati, we go crazy for it. There's an Oktoberfest I think that's every pretty, single weekend. I think weekend. that's pretty common yeah. around the country. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I, you know, Cincinnati, it makes sense because we have this German heritage that Correct. we're so proud of. But um, I think that's pretty common in other parts of the country too mm -hmm. that don't necessarily have that German heritage to uh, use as an excuse. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's just an excuse, right? <laughs> I think Oktoberfest is that anomaly that everybody kind of celebrates it. Whereas, you know, Bachfest for Cincinnati is this weird thing that um, nobody else really celebrates except for us. <laughs> but it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Oktoberfest really kicks off this weekend at right. Germania. It's the first of the year. And there's just a slew of Oktoberfest events 
for the next what six to eight weeks yeah i mean yeah all the way into october you know you'll you'll, you'll find stuff every single weekend from all of the uh, the German festivals and all the different uh, the the German uh, uh, societies yes, and so forth, yeah. German societies they all have their own, obviously. But then every it seems like every town, uh, every community around Cincinnati has their own. You know, Mason's doing theirs, and yeah. you know, like everybody's <laughs> got everybody has their uh, their Oktoberfest that kind of fits into that. And then obviously, um, Cincinnati October, sorry, Cincinnati. I think is what we're supposed to say. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> um, theirs is um, clearly uh, popular. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, although I don't know that it's the biggest in the United States anymore. I think that that's a stat that they still claim that might not be true, but um, Maybe. definitely big. <laughs> Historically, they've had more people <laughs> than yeah. anyone else. Um, I think that uh, who else was talking about doing one? Um, oh, I was talking to somebody. Oh, uh, Cellar Dweller. Mm-hmm. Cellar Dweller's throwing a big Oktoberfest and going all out on it with, you know, wiener dog races and uh, and everything that, you know, you, yeah. you love about um Oktoberfest downtown, they're doing it all out there in Morrow, yeah. which is, you know, it's I, I awesome. Th- I, <laughs> I think just like the craft, you know, beer scene has really spread out into the suburbs. I think Oktoberfest has kind of seen that too. I think in Cincinnati, there's probably more people that are celebrating Oktoberfest than maybe anywhere else in the nation. But a lot of us are doing it in our neighborhoods rather than going downtown. Like right. in the past, yeah, all the German societies had it, but they Maybe we're a little bit smaller. They're getting bigger. And yeah, now Mason, now Cellar Dweller, everyone's kind of having their own little small Oktoberfest event. So you can celebrate it whenever you want, wherever you want. You don't have to go downtown now. That's the thing. And there's there are some places, and I wish I had done taken better notes about all of the different uh, celebrations, but there's some that are doing it just kind of all fall like, like Rivertown's a good example Rivertown's yeah. doing their Craftoberfest mm-hmm. and it's all of September and all of October every single week and you can go up there and you can get the the German menu and the mm-hmm. you know, your your boot and you know your uh, you know, get it filled with your your Oktoberfest beer and, and whatnot and just at your own pace whenever yeah. you want to go you don't have to do it on a certain weekend or yeah. anything like that. No, uh, similar. I think uh, West side's doing a week long celebration right. of Oktoberfest. And of course there's going to be anchor events along there where like the Saturday is going to be the big event for them, but they're doing all week long right. or, or even uh Sonder, you know, with the Mason Oktoberfest, I believe it's a, a two day event, you know, yeah. it's a Friday, Saturday type event. So, um, and theirs is going to be pretty cool too. They're, um, on Friday, they're tapping a keg of their, it's this, the beer we're drinking, it's called Original Settlers, which if you want to hear kind of the story behind that, listen to their podcast, Sonder Stories, because they kind of, that's what they went into this week was kind of the story behind the beer. But um, they're tapping a, uh, a keg of it, but it's a, a wooden keg, like it's a little cask and like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, but everything that goes into wood and trying to uh to tap that <laughs> it'll be interesting to watch and you can go and get a little pour out of this wooden cask um of Oktoberfest, which sounds like fun to me it's yeah. you know another one of those things and then they're doing um yeah, obviously all the traditional kind of Oktoberfest celebrating throughout the weekend but um and the brewcast will be there on saturday at some point i don't know what time but i'm recording a show so that'll be fun yeah that'll be a good day um i think i'm going to do this where just as we go uh, I'm going to put that next beer up against this one and have them each battle it out. And then as I go, try to figure out which one's best. I really want to know which Oktoberfest I like the best because I don't actually know. In my head, I guess I think I do, but I've never sat there and had all of these. So. No, not like this. And, you know, when we talk about the two different styles, the Fest beer and the Martin, normally breweries tend to pick one and kind of go for it. 
Um, I do like what Sonder did, where it's not quite Festbeer, it's not quite Martz, and it kind of sits right between the two. Uh, but like with Moorline, they d- do both. They've got a Festbeer and their uh, Das Uber, and then they have their Fifth and Vine, which is their Martz, and they've been doing for they've also a very got long the, time. They've also got the Hootie Oktoberfest, <laughs> That's true, which yes. I don't, I think they brought it back in packaging last year um, in bottles, and I don't know that they're doing it this year, but. Um, it's on tap down there, so you can go. Down, and I don't know where that falls. I, I want to try all three of those next to each other too, and kind of yeah. exciting. You know, obviously, Das Uber Lager is a fast beer. Fifth and Vine is is a Martzen, but I don't know where. I guess Hootie kind of falls in the middle of those, or I, I don't know. Might or yeah, it might be even lighter. Yeah, I don't a know. Very light fast beer. Um, yeah. I can't reach those other tasting glasses over there. If you. So this one is obviously Dogberry, as you can tell by the big Dogberry logo slapped yes. in front of it, and this one. Um, he gets a little bit of shit from some people saying it's too dark, which it is way darker than a lot of the other ones. But um, in reading, there is like a historical side to that. The Oktoberfest beers were at one time a lot darker than they are now, even on the Martin side. So it is kind of, it, it is traditional. You know, it's, it, it does mm-hmm. have that. Um, yeah. I think traditionally, if you, and it's hard to say for, for certain, but I think traditional Martins were maybe even closer to like Dunkles, yeah, you know, or Schwartz beer or something like that. They, I think they were very dark multi beers, and just the flavor preferences of people over time have gotten where we prefer maybe lighter beers, well, and that's kind of where the fest beer and, even and came just from. The, the technology of being able to make beers lighter and you know as clear as this is you know (laughs) like you know granted that was what germany was doing but at one time they were they were more brown because everything kind of was darker you know the and this one is definitely dark what do you think did you try yet i did this is really good it it definitely is sweeter than the sonder Mm -hmm. i don't get really any hot presence at all Uh, maybe just a little bit it's definitely more malt forward yeah I, I don't know that I would call it sweet as much as I would call it like uh, malty, which are, it, yeah. it is two different things. Like it does kind of have a dryish finish to it. Like it's, it isn't something that uh, if it's too sweet, I, I can't drink as much of it. Mm-hmm. And this one doesn't fall into that yeah. category for me. And I get more of that, that toasty malt uh, character that compared to the Sonder as well. <laughs> if you so. can hear the thumping above me, that is my two-year-old that should be in bed. That is evidently not. <laughs> That's a Friday night. <laughs> I don't even know if it comes through, but um, I'm, I dig this beer a lot, especially um, watching kind of the transition for Dogberry of making this beer. You know, they, they made it when they were in their old location, which if anybody went there, they had a very <laughs> yeah. simple setup compared to where they're at today and didn't have the, uh, the, the equipment to really logger stuff the way they can now. And I kind of cheated a little bit on this and I think they used an ale yeast at one time, mm-hmm. whereas now it's, it is as traditional as it can get. And I think it's great. Yeah. You know, for me, if I'm having a few pints, I really like the dogberry because I think it's going to sit a little heavier over time where if you're drinking something by the leader, <laughs> the Saunders probably going to be a little bit easier to cope with, you know, after a liter or two. It, um, it's hard for me because I think flavor wise, I definitely lean more towards the dogberry because it has more flavor. Um, but I definitely feel like I could drink a lot more of the Sonder. That's yes. how, it's, it's very hard. Um, what's the, uh, let's see what the dogberry clocks in it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the ABV is going to be high on that. I'm, I'm curious here if I can, oh my God, there's some kind of chaos happening upstairs. She must've been told that it's about bedtime. <laughs> 
I think she's just excited for Oktoberfest. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Um, <laughs> she does have like a little uh, a little German hat that she wears, I, although she hasn't worn it for Oktoberfest yet. She, <laughs> last year she got it for um, uh, Chris Kendall Market and just absolutely fell in love with him. <laughs> she calls it her German hat. And, um, 5.4 is what Untapped is saying this Dogberry okay. beer is. So Yeah, I believe it. With all of that in mind, right now for me, and I'm sorry, Sonder, I'm sorry that you got lumped into this first round because your beer is definitely fantastic. But for me, um, you're getting bumped off and are not the best Oktoberfest in Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm going to get so much shit for this. <laughs> I never pick favorites for a reason. Um, but right now, this this one is um, is definitely tasting better to me. And it fits into kind of what I want something that has some kind of some kind of body to it and some kind of thing yeah. whereas the this falls more into like a an easier drinking um lighter beer even though it's higher ABV and I think that kind Ironic, of factors right? into yeah. it too because <laughs> but, you know I want something that is lower that I'm not going to get yeah. smashed on that I can yeah. I, and I think we're, we're very similar we tend to prefer the, the Martin style so when we think Oktoberfest, we want something a little maltier, uh, not necessarily sweeter, but where you really get a lot of malt mm -hmm. um, and a little more body, and you're get, definitely getting that out of the dogberry. So I think I'm going to agree that if I was going to pick one of the two, it would be the dogberry, just, I think, just style preference mm -hmm. more than anything else. Uh, they're both well executed. Well, that's all of this is a little unfair, too, because there is these two very distinct sides to what Oktoberfest is. Like, it should be. Um, Fest beers versus Fest beers and Martzens versus Martzens. But um, I think Sonder calls hers a Martzen, so uh, I'm not going to feel too guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and if you were to see these side by side. They're very different beers. You would never guess they're the same style. Absolutely not. I mean, one is the clarity on the Sonder is beautiful. It is that like light golden color, straw color, where the Dogberry is a dark copper amber color. And it is... It's cloudy. As far as the, the technical skill that went behind the beer, um, I do have to give Sonder a little bit of an edge. It's, you know, this double decocted, the, the flavor that they've got there is all built from that, that traditional method versus, mm -hmm. um, dog berries. It's, it's, it's all malt still, but it's, it's built very differently. If that makes any sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's good though. They're all good. They're all good. Yes. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to tell you what this one is because this is the first one that is kind of blind. Yeah. Let's Although it's in a, a Braxton Howler, but it is not Braxton's. I will tell you that much. Um, I have not tried this one yet. Well, I don't want, I want to give too much away. But. This is another one of those ones that's labeled as a Martzen, but looks a little bit lighter to me. It's a little bit lighter. <coughs> it's slightly darker than the Sonder, a little more golden, maybe even a little bit of a, a red hue tint to it. This one, I can tell you, is 5.6 ABV. Yep, they're all in that mid-five range right now, which, which is a really good place to be for this style. Again, at that, at that ABV, you can enjoy it in the sun. Uh, you can enjoy it with some heavy food. It's going to really help out, balance out, you know, the, the, the fried food or the fatty food that you might be eating at a Oktoberfest. 
again, really good. It's this one does taste a little sweeter to me though. This one even smells sweet. It's good, um, but it falls a little, a little too far onto the the sweetness scale for me. Um, and again, this is like nitpicking on things because we're trying to figure out what the best one is. But um, I would definitely never turn this one down. And if you if I was just drinking this, I don't know that afterwards, if you, Hey, was that a sweet beer? I don't think I would say yes. It's just because it's coming after these other two. Yeah. Yeah. It is noticeably sweeter than the other two. Right. Um, Cause the other two, I don't think had any sweetness. It was all that bready malt character that you want out of a, a March center Oktoberfest where this is, it's sweet. I also, I wonder if I was drinking, you know, after the sun went down versus when the sun was like beating down and baking me, um, I might like this one more like during the day in the heat yeah. versus the other ones. Um, it's good, but it's, I, it still doesn't beat the, the dogberry one for me. The dogberry is still um, reigning supreme. But do you want to make a guess at what beer this is? You know, honestly, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, you can see the other ones that we have out the cans. They're all canned. So this is one that isn't canned, I'm assuming. Not canned. Otherwise, you would have gotten it. Right. You kind of gave, gave me a list of where you went. So I'm going to say the 16 lots. This is the 16 lots. Okay. Which, again, they have told me this is their um, medal winning this year from GABF, um, Martzen, which is a very tall order. I mean, I guess it all depends on who you're up against, too. Um who won last year? It was uh, Highwire, I think, their okay. Oktoberfest one last year. And I, and I, I didn't had theirs. I've had it before. but And I don't remember it being remarkable. But um, that's kind of the tricky thing with a style. Is sometimes it can be a very unassuming style, especially if you're drinking it like in a flight with IPAs or stouts. It's going to come off very unassuming and just kind of normal. Right. Is this a Martzen or is this a fest beer for you? I'm going to go on the Martzen style simply because of the level of sweetness and maltiness that's coming out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't get that, that hot balance that I'd expect out of a fest beer. Um, it doesn't finish as dry as the others either. Yeah. So yeah, I'd put it in the, in the Martzen care uh, category and, and it's, Again, noticeably darker than the Sonder and slightly less dark than the. Do you darker. still have Sonder over there in the glass? Yeah, just I can a little see. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And not as. Uh, well, I mean, it's still pretty clear, but not, yeah, it's not, as, clear. not as bright. And, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it'd be fun to see them all lined up and see the difference. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy how many. Like, you know, when somebody says, hey, I've, I've got, you know, my Pilsner, put it up against these other Pilsners. They're all pretty close to each other. Yes, you yeah. know, a, a stout is a stout and you know, like if they're all pretty close to each other, there is so much variation just within this style that, um, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's hard to, it really is hard to put them up against each other because they're so different yeah. and there's such different, uh, um, personalities between the two. That reminds me of just like IPAs, you know, you have yeah. everyone that does an IPA is slightly different. As long as you're using, hopefully, traditional ingredients with, you know, German malts, German hops, and it's a somewhat malt-forward beer, I think a lot of people just throw that into the Oktoberfest category. So right. I think it just lends itself to the 
the creativity of the brewer, which I love. I think that's great because, because I think that's what's kind of fun here. And we're going to kind of like rank these <laughs> as we go. But any of the breweries you walk into, if you had any one of these, you'd love it. Well, that's I can for safely I can safely say that any of these Oktoberfest beers, although I haven't tried the Cellar Dweller, but I have full faith in, in Marco and CJ there and what mm-hmm. they're doing. Um, any one of these beers is a great example of an Oktoberfest, and I would not be upset about getting any one of these in my liter Stein when I'm, you know, yes, <laughs> pounded back some sausage and some pretzels and <laughs> cream puffs and all the <laughs> things that I can't wait for for this weekend. <laughs> It's going to be a good weekend. Yeah. yeah. And I, I always love when there's a style that allows creativity by the brewer and, and people would say, well, Pilsner does that too. But again, you're going to expect certain things and you're going to get those things here. Every brewery that you walk into, you're going to get something slightly different. It's kind of like going to a different pizza place or whatever, where everyone kind of has their own little twist to right. it. It makes it fun. Uh, you don't always know what you're going to get, but you know it's going to be good. That's a good example. You know, pizza sauce on the surface is pizza sauce. There's only so much you can do with it. But then when you really start thinking about it, there's a lot you can do with it. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of variation between one end of the spectrum and the other. And that's that's a pretty good example for Oktoberfest. On the surface, everybody knows what it is. It's going to be, you know, brownish golden and taste like a little bit like bread and uh, malt. Yeah. But within that, there's there's a whole lot that can be behind it. Yep. All right, this is the first one that is really blind. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> this is great. Although I could probably uh, maybe guess. Right. Oh, another dark one. Another dark one. Probably just as dark as the dog bearing. Yeah, it's actually. They're pretty close. Might might even be a little bit darker. The dogberry is a little like a, a little hazier. Not that it's a hazy beer, but it's you know just a little murkier. <laughs> Not that's a murky beer. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble from somebody. I'm just <laughs> anticipating. Now there's something in the aroma that's different than the rest. I think it's like a little bit of a hop thing a little bit of a yeah, like a like a floral earthy hop mm-hmm. yeah i like that one a lot that is by far the smoothest one that we've drank it finishes a little bit with a uh, kind of a, a spicy kind of thing the, the german hop thing that yeah I, that i enjoy i really like it a lot i don't Man, that's this. This is the first one that's actually pretty tough between the two. That's gonna be tough. That's gonna be that's really difficult. Really, that's really hard. It's got something in it that makes me think that it's sweet, but it's not at all. If that if that makes any sense at all, I think that makes perfect <laughs> sense. I think that's what. I think that's one of the things that makes Oktoberfest what it is. Like it's that, that impression of sweetness that really isn't sweet. I think that one beats Dogberry for me. Yeah. I'm going to have to do these side by side here that's, in a second. That's really tough. Is there a slight like smokiness to the malt? Maybe. There's something else in there that I'm picking up and I'm just going to go back to smooth. Like I feel like this one, if you're thinking about it, you can get a lot of complexity in it, 
But if you're at an Oktoberfest and having a good time and not thinking about the beer, you're going to just drink this. Yeah. Like, and not think twice about it and just really enjoy it. And I think that's what I'm liking the most about it. Oh, yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm really curious to what this one is. Should I, should I cheat and look? Okay. Well, once we drink it, I think that's okay. Um, I have to double check. It's not number one. I don't know what that is, though. <laughs> oh, that's Cellar Dweller. I would have not guessed that. Interesting. That's 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 really good. I agree. Better than Dogberry. Um just by a little bit, yeah. I think. They're 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 really, really similar to each other. Um, there is definitely some kind of a, a, a little more. I think it's the, the the hops that I'm getting that come through more in the cellar dweller versus the dogberry. And this is so tricky because, you know, as we go through these, our palates are going to get a little a little worn out. Right. Um, so things that we may have not noticed, we'll start noticing, or maybe things that we should notice, we kind of skip out on. Uh, so that'll be interesting to well, see how and this we can develops. we can go back to any of these two um, after we get to the end and, yeah. and kind of compare and see if anything jumps out more or less or whatever that yeah that's um that's really good. I feel I like, like that's something you could just drink a whole six pack of and it's I I was side. I was anticipating and I don't know if it's because they used a lot of yellow in the label and this is really stupid but I don't know if maybe I was <laughs> anticipating something lighter because yeah. of the yellow on the la- I, I don't know but. Um, this is not what I was expecting from them, and I'm I'm actually really pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, well done. Yeah, good job, guys. That's that's fun. Hmm. Yeah, I I haven't had a whole lot from Cellar Dweller because they don't package a whole lot, and it's kind of on the opposite side of the world for for me. But that makes me really look forward to more packaging from them. Well, and they um, just recently signed with Adina. And, um, you're starting to see more of their stuff coming out into the market. And, um, I think it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to find their beer around here. If you want to hear more about Cellar Dweller in Adina, um, just wait for like two more episodes. (laughs) We'll be out there at the beginning of September, um, episode 26 tentatively, as long as everything plays out the way everything is supposed to play out, I always hesitate to say anything because the schedule always ends up so goofy. In theory, I have shows right now planned until the middle of October. In theory, <laughs> but it never works yeah, out the way it's supposed to. Something is going to happen. The world is going to uh, um, break apart. A lot of these are also um, Oktoberfest, because I'm sure we'll talk about Oktoberfest at Cellar Dweller mm-hmm. um, or at Mason Oktoberfest. There's, there's definitely going to be some more Oktoberfest drinking before the uh, the end of the year. That that really, really surprised me how great it is. We're going to forget which ones these are now. <laughs> right, this one. <laughs> Cellar Dweller's right there. Excellent. All right. Uh, another blind one. Um, this is the one good thing about people using cans that either have sticky labels or just the uh, the sleeves that you can tear off mm-hmm. makes it really easy to blind taste us it does that's very nice another one that's a little bit lighter yep still not the lightest we've seen but lighter than uh, the last two I had mentioned like a smoky malt character. 
And I remember last year, fretboard had a distinct smoked malt mm-hmm. uh, flavor to it. I'm getting a little bit of that in this one as well. And done well, I really, really enjoy it too much, and it can kind of burn out my palate a little bit. I feel bit. that way about smoked malt in general. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with, like, a beer that's just, like, overly smoked, be it one of the um, the Bamberg, you know, the, the, the traditional German smoked beers, or, you know, fryer bacon or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, what, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that as long as I know that I'm getting into that and I know that – I'm not going to be able to really drink anything else and, and appreciate it for what it is that day because um, it's going to blow out, the, you know, everything I could taste. But it, it is good. I like smoked malt. I yeah. don't get a, I don't get a ton, but. Just a little bit in the nose is all I get. I don't get any in the flavor. I get yeah. more of a hot presence in this one than the other ones. Uh, so I would say this is probably closer to Fest beer mm-hmm. uh, than, the, than the other darker ones we've had. I really like this one too. This one's good. It doesn't. It doesn't have that uh, that big like bready kind of note that I that I I like. And it, it may not be true to style. I don't know how how big the bread is supposed to be, but um, I'm still putting cellar dweller over this one personally. Yeah. It doesn't have that big maltiness. It's got more of the hop character. It's got that like, like an earthiness to it. The hops as well. Maybe floral is the better way to to put it. Um, this one might be the cellar dweller for me. Oh, let's see. The, now this could get interesting if if we have different opinions on stuff. So far, we've just agreed on everything. <laughs> we have. <laughs> and, and again, we we I tend to follow Martin, which I think this one is closer to fast beer because yeah. of the hop presence. Um, there's something about the, I would say the complexity of it where the cellar dweller is very smooth and easy drinking. This one is a little more interesting to me, at least at the moment. I, I definitely agree with that. It's, um, it's hard because it, 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 if I'm, if I, if you put both these in front of me and said right now, if you're just sitting inside a tap room, sipping on a pint, you know, by yourself or something, whatever it is, you just, just, drinking a beer. I think I might lean towards this one. I think there's, there might be something else going on that I would want to kind of explore mm-hmm. in a tasting kind of way. But, um, in an Oktoberfest, I think I still am leaning towards the cellar dweller because it's, um, I can maybe shut some of that off a little bit and drink more of it. Um, yeah. not that there isn't complexity to the cellar dweller, but maybe, uh, maybe we need to rank them like how leader friendly they are <laughs> the, on the, how many, how many leaders uh, on the scale does this one get? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you have a guess of what you think this one is? You know, I really don't. Um, it's, it's fest beer. So I'm going to say based on what I know we have to pick from, it's gotta be probably the Tafts or the West side. Cause I don't think it's Braxton. I think I remember Bra- I'm trying to remember what Braxton tasted like. <laughs> I'm, from I'm last really year. Cu- like, it's, and I don't it's really hard. Those are the, I'm, I'm leaning between the Tafts and the West and the West side. It is, it's West side. And it's West side. Um, right. And in my head, I thought West side looked more like this uh, cellar. Though. I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was darker. Um, and that's, it's funny that that was what was in my head and this is what it actually looks like. <laughs> um, it's good. I, yeah. I enjoyed a lot. Um, if you want to, hear more about west side wait until october because we'll be out there i think uh beginning october in theory (laughs) and just like any brewery um 
great people over at Westside. Um, so I think that'll be a great show. I know Colin loves doing stuff like this. Their head brewer loves yeah. this style um, and doing loggers and things that are more traditional. That's kind of, I mean, they do some of the more modern stuff, but this is really in the, where they focus. The, they, their Schwartz beer, nobody makes a Schwartz beer anymore. And it's so good. <laughs> it's so delicious. And they, you know, stuff like that that they put out that they just don't, they, they don't, they're, they don't, uh, make any kind of excuses for it. They're like, this mm-hmm. is, this is what we like to make. And this yeah. is who we are. And I, I appreciate that a lot. You know, yeah. that's kind of the, the attitude that I wish some other places had, be it Moreline or, you know, Braxton places that I know have a lot of that talent there that lean more towards some of the more modern kind of stuff yeah. that I just, yeah. I, I want more of that tradition and that old school kind of thing that we uh, were missing. Yeah. I think Westside found themselves, a great brewer that fits their personality and fits their neighborhood so well because they're kind of in this area that, you know, Westside's always kind of viewed as a little more traditional, a right. little more German, and they can really dive into those traditional styles in a way that maybe some other breweries can't. Uh, when you're down in OTR, maybe you need to be a little more trendy and hop forward. And on the West Side, you know, I think this fits really well, and people come in looking for stuff just like this. I would love to see. Sorry, I'm eating too during the show. We have like cheese and pretzels and all kinds of fun stuff here. <laughs> it's so. October. Sorry, um, I would love to see a time when things like that can become and trendy is probably not the right word, but I guess popular or mm-hmm. whatever it is. I would love to see that happen, and I think we're starting to get close to that. Everybody keeps saying, "Oh, vloggers are a new thing," you know, and it never really is. But um, I feel like we're getting there, and beers like this. And seasons like this where everybody's drinking it and falling in love with it again, I think, uh, puts us a little closer to that happening. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And styles like this that let people know that you can have a lager that isn't an American light lager, right? That it has a lot of body, has a lot of flavor. All right. All right. This one is... um. This one is wrapped in frog tape <laughs> because uh, I think I started fighting with the label or gave up and <laughs> might help me guess which one it is. Uh, maybe, maybe not though. I don't know. There's don't know. there. Well, so everything that's all of those that are sitting there are labels that can be peeled off except this one on the end. Um, so it really could be any of them. I think I know what it is, but all right. Uh, good color, good dark golden or light amber, maybe. I'm still blown away by the color difference between Dogberry and Cellar Dweller and everything else so far. Like they have this real like dark. Um, yeah, this and the West Side are almost identical. Yeah. Yep, we've only had two dark ones so far. And again, in my mind, I tend to think darker. A lot of that I think comes because from like, I think the first Oktoberfest I ever really had and enjoyed was Sam Adams and right. theirs is darker. I wonder also like, um, how much of that is just perception too, of, you know, you be it as a new craft beer drinker, when you're getting into Oktoberfest, you form this opinion about it, that it's like this darker kind of thing. Um, 
I don't know. Like, I, I how how often do you like sit down and try several Oktoberfests <laughs> next to each other? Yeah, this is, like, I think, it, the first. It seems like I, whenever I'm drinking Oktoberfest, I'm always just drinking whatever the one is that I've decided is the one yeah. I'm drinking that yep. day. Um, yeah, I don't know that I've ever really sat down and tried more than one at the same time. This one, I, I think, is a little more hop forward than at least the the West Side and. I think than the others oh, as yeah. well. Big time. And again, it's that earthy floral type hop. It's not like a juicy or fruity hop. It's, you know, um, definitely a German or at least a European style hop. Yeah, it's good though. It is good. Yeah. Um, Man, this is really, really difficult to try to figure out. Because I, I don't know if I should be trying to figure it out based on style, which one is more styly stylistically <laughs> yeah a- appropriate or if i'm trying to really just figure out which what's what do i want and i think i'm leaning towards more of you know what i want i, I really want to yes. know what my favorite Oktoberfest yeah. is it goes back to that idea like people always say well how, if you're using untapped or something like that how do you rate a beer is it based on the style based on what you like that's why i just <laughs> quit rating beers <laughs> you know for, for me it's a little bit of style but it's almost always what i like so if it's a style I don't normally like, but I tend to like it a little bit, it might get a little bit of a boost. But the bottom line is I rate based on what I like. So same thing right. here. Whichever one I prefer that I think I drink the most of is probably the one that I'm going to pick. So this is all based on my guess of what I think this is, but I think this clocks in about 5.8, which I um, I actually should have written all this down so I could look at it on like a chart or something. I think that's probably kind of that range of all of these they're all kind of mm-hmm. um within that you know five and a half to the six percent range what's the uh, west side 5.3 that might be the lowest yet uh maybe i don't know about the cellar dweller uh, i don't know if it's written on there or not and it's Ce- the it, cellar dweller is seven seven oh that might have affected my uh <laughs> My rating if I do <laughs> in that. a positive or a negative way. Uh, well, I mean, not that I'm not that a seven percent beer is something that I I can't drink, but um, I think that's a little high for an Oktoberfest for me for what I want. Well, it definitely would fall more into the Martin level at that point, without a doubt. Yeah, it's seven percent. Um. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, Martin, the the style guidelines for Martin only go up to six point three, so it's I guess an imperial <laughs> <laughs> imperial Oktoberfest. That's how craft beer works, right? <laughs> I think so. If, you, if, you, if the ABV comes in high, just call it an imperial, and move on. I'm struggling with these two because um, I like as much as that. There's definitely some kind of hop thing going on with this one. I like that it kind of. Uh, makes it a little uh, zippier, if that's a good way to put it. Yep. And I think I've actually gotten shit for calling something zippy on the show before. But <laughs> it has this uh, this hop snap thing that kind of helps make it a little mm-hmm. um, cleaner on the finish for me. Yeah. It has that same character that some of the other ones have had where it tastes sweet without being sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it does that really, really well. Um, I tend to think it might be a little more hop forward than I, what I would want out of an Oktoberfest just because again, could I drink a liter of it and then one another or would I be ready to 
move on to something else. Right. Yeah, this is tough. This is all really tough. This is all very difficult and trying to figure out the what I'm trying to compare between these two or between any of them like how what is my actual criteria i guess i should have figured that out before we started this like what do i want in an Oktoberfest? Yeah. i think we're going to find out that we really like Oktoberfest beer mm-hmm. and that cincinnati has a lot of amazing options i'm going to be drinking a lot of it for the next uh, couple of weeks because <laughs> as you can see all of those were at least six packs that i purchased <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we're drinking at least that much yes <laughs> of the uh the howlers and the the crowlers um man so i'm comparing the the west side to the unknown right now mm-hmm. i probably would stick with the west side simply because i feel like this the blind one here is maybe a little too hot for for what i would want out of an oktoberfest it's still really really good do you have a uh, a guess on this one my guess on this one is uh, Taft's. Braxton. This is so. This is October Fuel, mm-hmm. and I think um, I think it's beating the uh, the cellar dweller for me too. And I don't know how much of that is necessarily that now that I know the cellar dweller is seven percent versus <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if that's weighing into my decision or not. But seven percent is a little too high for me for an Oktoberfest. Uh, I think uh, you're going to pump the brakes when you get through a liter. Yeah. A liter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> a, a liter or two of 7% beer. And my wife's going to be mad at me. <laughs> I'm gonna be, For good reason. I'm going to be standing on the table singing and uh, get in trouble. <laughs> well, it is Oktoberfest. Right. I, I still get in trouble though. She, uh, she doesn't celebrate the same way I do evidently. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that is really good. I think October fuel is one of the, uh, more popular local Oktoberfest beers as yep. far as like when I talk to people and listen to kind of what people are drinking locally, um, I do hear it quite often. So uh, yeah, another well done beer. I'm going to stick with the West side, um, but yeah, <coughs> yeah, nothing bad about the October fuel. Well, and what's funny to me, um, I'm sticking or I'm switching to the October fuel for um, anybody keeping track at home. Um, if, if before today somebody had asked me, you know, oh, hey, I need to fill a cooler with Oktoberfest beer. I would send them to those two beers, Westside or October Fuel, <laughs> in my head of the best examples of Oktoberfest yeah. beers in packaging. And that doesn't mean anything against anybody else. But um, those those would be the most readily available recommendations for me. So, yeah, And that always plays into, you know, what beer people drink is what beer they can actually get. And some beers are just easier to find. There's just no doubt about that. Well, and that, you know, that does play into it. That's that, that, you know, if you're trying to recommend something, how easy it is to get, how, uh, um, how, how the the less hoops you have to jump through to get to something does play into that. You know, if, if there is a, a mad tree or a Rheingeist equivalent of something that, that is good, it's going to be easy for people to find, you know, you can walk into any gas station in Cincinnati and get it. And that's, that's a good thing. It Did doesn't mean that other people aren't making something that is great, but um, it might not be the one that I recommend. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Did Rheingeist do their Oktoberfest, their Franz? Yes. I did okay. not include that one. Um, not just because I have way too many Oktoberfests already, but it is an ale. It, yes. Yeah. It, 
falls into a different category. And mm-hmm. so I thought that it, it would just, you know, it, it wasn't fair compared to the yeah. other stuff that we have. It's yeah. a great beer, definitely way hoppier and falls into yes. a whole different category. I'll say, I think it would have made all of these <coughs> look like they're not hoppy at all. Like right. I said, the, the Braxton was a little hoppy. I don't think compared to the Franz, it would have yeah. <laughs> even registered. Yeah. I like Franz a lot, but I don't know that it, uh, Ooh, yeah, I can already tell you what this one is. This is <laughs> although you know what, very light. I don't know. I'll, I stand corrected because I, I think I remembered because <laughs> <laughs> the the last one's another one wrapped in frog tape, and I think that the one I thought this one was is yeah, still not as uh, bright and light in color as the Sonder, but this definitely falls into the golden category yes. though. Um, which would be fest beer, which none of the remaining, well, you know, we have, you know, that's definitely fest beer. Um, the Tafts, mm-hmm. we haven't Correct, tried yeah. that one yet. Although I don't think that's what this is, which is surprising to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could be completely wrong, but just based on what I remember about me wrapping cans versus unwrapping cans, I think that. I'm going to guess that this is the more one. Now, I'm really surprised because I didn't expect it to to have that much flavor. It has a lot of flavor. Yeah. But. And I feel like it's all malt sweetness. Like, I don't get a whole lot of hot balance to it. And again, it's not like a cloying sweetness, but it's a a firm sweetness in there. And, and again, a bready sweetness, not like a sugary sweetness. Oh, this is tough because it's so different than the last two that my palate kind of likes it right now, but right. I need to kind of give it a minute. Um, because it, it's, it's very clean and very refreshing and bright and uh, again, different than the other stuff, but... Um, I don't know that it's a, what I want. Well, I don't know. Oh, give me a minute. <laughs> so we're down to two. Is that accurate? Yes. So we can say for certain to see that the Tafts are the Moorline, mm-hmm. right? And the Tafts is a fast beer and the Moorline is a Martin. Yes. <laughs> so we should be able to tell which one this is. It, you should. <laughs> but... It, to me, this has the flavor of a Martin, but it <coughs> looks like a Vespier. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the description for Fifth and Vine, which is more lines, is, um, although I actually appreciate that this is still worded this way, you've discovered a more line dedicated to the dreamer and all of us. It used to be on all of their bottles. It said you discovered. It was like a discovery thing, on, and a lot of that went away. And so I'm happy to see that it's still on this one. <laughs> um, you discovered a more line dedicated to the dreamer and all of us. When pigs fly, Oktoberfest Martzen will flow from the fountains. Until then, we offer you this world-class brew, which celebrates the Oktoberfest season with the, with hopes that the dream continues forever. A lightly toasted character with a touch of sweetness and a deep copper color make Fifth and Vine Oktoberfest a great destination for the season. This is not a deep copper color. I would say no. Um, I don't think there's a description on the Oktoberfest. There is not because it's the new Tafts thing, I guess. <laughs> I, 
I love the new Taft's um, artwork and the labels and how like how clean they are, but yeah. then how there's a lot still going on. But yeah, um, I, I like descriptions of my beers on yes, the can. I, I like to read it. Yeah, Th- this one's playing with my mind a little bit because again, looks like a fest beer. I think it tastes closer to a Martson. I don't get any hop character, maybe a touch in there, but not much at all. It's really just got that bready malt, and I, but I don't f- feel like there's much toasting it. Yeah, there's not toasting notes to it either. I still think it's a little too light for me um, to be the Martson. Um, yeah, or to be what I want out of an Oktoberfest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have the body that I that I want. Um, so I'm I'm sticking with the. Uh, um, October fuel right now. now I'm, and I'm, s- I'm guessing that this is the more line, but that's because of not because of how it looks or how it tastes. It's just how I th- think it was. Yeah. I'm going <coughs> to stick with the West side. Um, not quite what I would expect out of an Oktoberfest for whatever this one is. Uh, it's still good. It's just, again, not it's, what I would pick up. It's the more line. It's the more line, which is, I mean, that's, it's really surprising to me that this is more line. I would expect it a little bit darker in color um, and something else is like missing just one note for me. I'm really curious to try their, um, their Das Überfest now because this is what to me the, the Das Überfest should be. Yeah. So I'm curious to what that is and what the uh, Hudepol Oktoberfest is now. Okay. We need more Oktoberfests. <laughs> Bring more in. <laughs> Again, for people that like, I would say a lighter bodied, but sweet, multi-sweet Oktoberfest. I think this is a great option. It's a good um, beer. It's a really good beer. It's well done. It's got good color to it. It's like I said, for me, the color made me think Fest beer. The flavor made me think Martin. Yeah. We did try this one back on the last like Oktoberfest show that I think we did on the Brewcast, which was volume one, episode 26. And so now I'm curious to go back and listen to that episode and hear what um, my tasting notes were on it. I think on that episode, we, um, Mike was out of town. He was in Florida on vacation or something like that. So we were in studio with, uh, Shane Brammer and, um, and Tina and, uh, we drank, uh, it was the first year that Sierra Nevada did the, uh, collaborations with other breweries. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And so that, I remember that Oktoberfest being amazing. And then, uh, we did Mount Carmel's Harvestdale, which is not an Oktoberfest. No. <laughs> so it was, it was an interesting kind of um, uh, from the beer fridge on that one, if I if I remember right, which I think I do. This one this one definitely surprised me. So this is not what I thought Fifth and Vine was. I expected Fifth and Bi- <coughs> Vine to be much closer to what we had from uh, Cellar Dweller and Sixteen Lots, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. This is. But it's but good, again, but. that could be just perception and kind of how our flavor preferences have changed over time, and kind of what we tend to think of. There may be in a time where the color of that was considered dark, right? <laughs> because there's, other there's beer was no clear. way I, I drank it, so I can't look at it again. But there's no way that that at any time I looked at that and said this is a really dark beer. There's no, no way I can't think so. <laughs> well, the way we've done this was a lot of fun, but also now we know what this one is. Yeah, we know exactly what this one is. <laughs> so unless, I don't know. I don't unless know if we all of my labeling was wrong and this is a <laughs> If this comes out dark, then your labeling <coughs> is wrong. 
No, this is definitely not coming out dark. Yeah, so this might be the lightest one we've had. Definitely. Yeah, it's... I mean, Which, this, it's, that's okay. It's a fast beer. It's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it, I mean, <clears throat> I'd compare this to like a Pilsner type color and clarity. Yeah, I would like a, maybe not, yeah, like a, like a heavier quote unquote Pilsner, like a, um, I mean, like a, like a American lager, I guess. <laughs> I wanted to say that, but I wasn't going to. <laughs> I'm not comparing the beer to an American lager, but, but color-wise, it... Uh, this is definitely a yellow beer. So, what do you get from the aroma? Not a lot. Pretty subtle, pretty soft. Maybe a little bit of that floral German hop thing. It's again, it's it's hard because of the other beers that we have that it's up against, but um, it's just a little light and a little uh, a little lacking compared to the other stuff. It's lacking. <clears throat> it's lacking on the malt side for sure. Um, I get a lot of the German hops in the flavor and aroma. If you dropped me into Taft's right now this time of year i would have no issue drinking a whole bunch of this beer oh no it's it's very good um, and, and what's what i think is fun about a beer like this is you've got you know your hop heads and people that just love hoppy beers they are they tend to be people that actually like american hops right right they like the, either the fruity they're bitter or the piney they like all these different like american Screw that hops. fuggles all the way exactly <laughs> now when you drink this and you say oh i've got this really hoppy beer for you and then you give them this and they're like, oh this isn't a hoppy beer no, this is actually a pretty hoppy yeah. beer. I mean, you're get most of the flavors you're getting are from the hops. It still comes in at five point seven. Still, okay. still nice and drinkable, and uh, in that good sweet spot for me for something that I could I could put back a lot of. Um, it's good. It does it, it doesn't beat October fuel for me. I guess. I, I I mean I guess that means that October fuel is my favorite October fast. I guess. And I would stick with the West side as well. I don't think it beats it as well. And what's interesting is I think the October fuel and the West side are very similar. Uh-huh. Um, they're similar in color. They're similar in the balance that they have between the malt and the hops. Like in the hot presence is just there as a complement to all the malty things that are happening. And I think that's kind of the key maybe for Oktoberfest for me is it is malt forward. It's, the main flavors, but you have just enough of that earthy floral hop right. to tie it all together and make it so it's not just this like heavy malty beer. Well, it's easy with a with a malty beer, and and I think you know Bach is a good example of of kind of that other side of malty beer where it does lean into the sweetness a lot, whereas mm. Oktoberfest is still crisp and clean and and um, zippy. <laughs> like, and that's to me that's important in an Oktoberfest is that. It goes down easy, and you can you can drink a lot of it. You're supposed to drink it in a liter, whereas you know Bach, not so much. You, you, yeah, you're supposed to drink it all day, but a little more restrained. Yeah, you know, and not not putting back liters of it and uh, and standing out in the sun because. Do you think any of the beers we've had tonight are not liter worthy? <sighs> and I hesitate to say it because it's a great beer. Yeah, 
but I'm, I'm afraid of that cellar dweller. That one, that one terrifies me, actually. Well, 7%? 7% in yeah. a liter is too much, but the beer is so good and it's it doesn't really taste like 7%, and that, that scares me. Yeah, Because <laughs> I could drink it in a liter and then quickly realize yeah. that was a bad decision. Uh, for me, the 16 lots stood out to me as maybe just because of the, the level of sweetness that was in it. Yeah, I want to try that one again. Actually. Might just kind of burn me out before I get through the liter. I definitely won't burn me out because of the alcohol. Um, what's interesting is when they made a comment about that being a GABF winner, what's interesting about when you're doing beer judging is sometimes it's the beer that is really bold and has a strong flavor that stands out because right. when you're trying a bunch of beers side by side and small little tasters, all of a sudden the, the beer that's bold right. is the one that seems it's, to be better. It still has to fit the style guidelines though when, in that's a competition true. like mm-hmm. that. It has to fit into that category. And, and then within that, you have to be able to have something that stands out, which is really difficult to difficult. do. Um, I don't know that this one does it for me, but... Let me read the style guide. That's good. Let's see. Martin. Let's see. And they said specifically Martin was a style for this one. Uh Yeah. Flavor. Initial malt flavor often suggests sweetness, but finish is a moderately dry to dry. I already read this. Distinctive complex. I don't think that beer suggests sweetness. I think it is sweet. <laughs> it It is compared to the other ones. That's very true. But very when, true. when you're in a competition, I think that's the, I mean, that, that is what you're doing. <laughs> you are compared to everything else. Um, I, I think it's good beer. Um, and I, and I think that's one thing that like to note here is we didn't try any of these and think, this that's, is off that's, style that's or it's terrible <laughs> or there's a weird off flavor. All these are very, very well executed. Yeah, none beers. of these beers upset me at all. No. If you walked in, there's some one surprises. Breweries, I am. Um, I was surprised by the more line, um, at, at, at the color and kind of how, how light it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised by the cellar dweller at how, how dark and how, how, how bold it was. I expected something lighter. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of ended this, the way that I, I anticipated. I, I like West Side and I like, uh, <laughs> I like October <laughs> Fuel. <laughs> so if somebody now said, what's the best Oktoberfest beer? In I would ask them what they want out of their Oktoberfest. <laughs> or say, go buy 10 of them and try them all side by side. Right. <laughs> Just drink every one of them you can find. Um, when, we were, when we were at the store, because we um, got the last couple of them today after work, and we were walking around and there was... Um, you know, high wires. And I'm like, oh, I need to try that again since it won. Um, um, the Muller Brew Barn, who we're starting to see more around town. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. They have theirs that I keep seeing that I'm like, oh, I just really need to try that. I, I like what they're doing. And um, I bet theirs is pretty good. Uh, I think Fatheads, what is theirs called? It's um, like Gustafa. Yeah, something like that. It's got um, a weird German name to it. Uh, theirs, I, I would have loved to include that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did drink, uh, it was pint night at Jungle Gems, and so they had, uh, Warped Wing <laughs> was there, and so I drank a pint of their Oktoberfest, which was awesome. <laughs> like, that would have been a good one to include. 
Um, there's just, there are so many good Oktoberfest beers and it really is like that. One of those few times a year where everybody makes one, not just in Cincinnati, but everybody makes an Oktoberfest and and they're, they all do kind of fit into this, this little narrow thing. And that's, that's fun. It's narrow and wide all at the same time. And I think what's great about the style is I don't think I've ever heard somebody say that they hate Oktoberfest. They may say no, it's yeah. not my favorite style, but most people <coughs> like Oktoberfest. It's just a very, I would say one of those styles that just kind of meets everyone's needs at the, all the same time. Uh, that, that's a good thing. That, you know, that's a good point that even if you're uh, a macro beer drinker, if you yeah. plop somebody down in an Oktoberfest celebration, they can put them back the same way anybody else can and enjoy yep. themselves. Um, and the craft beer drinker alike can can get behind it, be an IPA nut or a, a, a stout fanatic. You know? Yeah. Um, were there any surprises for you? Um, I'd agree that the Moorline was darker or uh, lighter in color than I expected. Right. Uh, the flavor wasn't off or anything. Um, That's good beer. It was really good beer. Um, I would say the one that I felt was the least like a German. Oktoberfest to me was probably the Sonder. But from what I know about the story of it, it probably has made more true to right, style right. than any of them. Well, I, I, I think um, if you're talking about the process behind making the beer, I think mm-hmm. Sonder and Braxton probably are the most um, traditionally inspired with that. Yeah, the, the decoction <laughs> yeah. processes and so forth. And, and again, the Sonder beer was great. But it was very light in color, um, but it was very complex as well. So there's a lot of good things going for it. Uh, but again, that kind of just surprised me as far as like, as far as what I was expecting. But again, my preference is on the Martin style, so I tend to lean darker yeah. and a little more malty. I think I think I do too. Is what I'm I'm learning definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I I like fast beer, and I think I almost think that in a lot of situations I might find myself feeling like I want the fast beer because I want something that's going to be lighter and easier drinking. Yeah. Not necessarily realizing that that might not always be the fast beer. <laughs> I think true. that might be one of the other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was, this was an interesting experiment. Um, and it's my, my winner was Braxton. Sorry, everybody else, <laughs> everybody that, uh, um, thought theirs was going to be on oh. top for me, but, and none of this means that, for somebody else that there's not a different result because there is. And uh, any one of these deserves it. And if we did this again tomorrow night, we probably would pick somebody different. <laughs> yeah, no, if I, I had to guess. If, if you, uh, if you call my cell phone in like an hour, I'll be sitting in front of the TV and I will have a different one in front of me and I'll tell you how wonderful it is and yeah. how it's the best beer in Cincinnati. <laughs> no, I mean the West side one for me, um, which makes me happy because I live West of 75. So right. I'm kind of a West sider. Um, oh, that's not the way that works. Wait, it's no? way, way more complicated. <laughs> Technically, I'm west of 75, you too, are. and I am not a west sider. <laughs> well, I, I have to claim something, so I'm going to claim west side. Um, but but again, wherever you live, there is a brewery making great Oktoberfest right now. Right. That's the bottom line. Right. Yeah. Really, I think that's what we learned tonight more than anything else. Go to your local brewery, go to the tap room, order their Oktoberfest, and enjoy it because it's going to be awesome if it's especially if it's any one of the ones that we tried tonight. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, that's a full show. <laughs> that's how that goes, <laughs> right? That's an entire show of from the beer fridge is what that is. Um, we will definitely be back next week and, uh, 
we're going to keep diving into everything that's happening, I think, and I hesitate to say it because this show has been scheduled and rescheduled and moved. I think we're at Cappy's next week, I think. <laughs> um, and we're going to kind of dive into what makes them who they are, which is a very big conversation. So, yes, it is. Um, tune in next week. And Drinking with the Gnome is back. The first episode back in like two months or something was today. So um, get on and subscribe to that too. And if you really want to support the show, get on to patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome and, um, and help out and you'll get access to the weekly pint on there. So uh, Joe, thank you very much. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Um, Lots of fun. If you guys don't already follow craft beer, Joe on all of your favorite social media platforms, do that. I guess Instagram is more your thing, but uh, yeah, I'm everywhere, but Instagram, I think is where I live most often um, or craftbeerjoe.com, which uh, um, you just posted something about a brute IPA. Yeah. Which uh, man, that's a, there's, that's a whole show in itself too. (laughs) Yeah. We should talk about that sometime. (laughs) I, and I think that uh, that the, my opinion about it is about the uh, the same as, as you kind of started off with. I just don't get it. I just don't get <laughs> just it. Just don't understand it at all. Um, thank you guys very much. If you don't subscribe to Cincy Brewcast, just click the little button that says subscribe and share the show with your friends because that is how this keeps growing. Um, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.